Hey, this is Josh, Zach, and Gerard, host of Omega Just Talk, broadcasting live each week on Mondays at 8 p.m. Central from FBRN Studios in Bedford, Texas. Log on to hear the news, weather, sports, and our hot topic of the day. So be sure to log on each week on Monday at 8 to 9 p.m. Central to catch the Omega Just Talk. Jump in! Alright, we on DA to see smooth in the building. Sir, yes, sir. Turn this. Jump in. All right, go ahead. We good. We good. All right, well, first of all, I would like to give a shout out for um, Women's History Month. So thanks to all the mothers and women who have made an impact on our community. Yeah, so this is Basketball March Madness. So one of the women that's doing her, doing her thing is Don Staley, two-time uh, women's uh, coach of the year and also a great player. She, um, let's see, she's probably going to win again this year. Never know. What, what do you think about South Carolina? Have you been able to check them out or are you a football guy, Corey? Yeah, I'm mostly a football guy, but, I mean, I've, I've dibbled and dabbled in the women's basketball, but I really follow LSU's women's, women's basketball most of the time, but, what about the South Carolina? I've never really heard of Don Staley before. Really? Don Staley is. Uh, I had her pulled up just to go over somewhere. She four-time NCAA Regional Four. Uh, SC, uh, let's see. She's past Olympian. Mm-hmm. She played in a, a, like, they were playing right before the WNBA. So she was right there at the end of her career. But she won the Olympics uh, twice. She was a six-time WNBA All-Star. She's on the uh, 10th anniversary team. She's on the 15th anniversary team. And she just has so many accolades. It's, it's, it'll take up most of the show. But Don Staley's the real deal. So we definitely want to talk about her uh, and mention her doing Women's Month because she don't get enough credit. Uh, everybody kind of knows Lisa Leslie, those people. But Don Staley's the real deal. Now she's taking it to coaching. And for her to be African-American uh, winning two championships like that, that's just great. And I figure she's probably going to win at least two more. I'm hoping she will. So just wanted to shout out to Don Staley. Yeah. Have you seen that um, videos of John Moran? He shows a gun in a recent video and he receives a lot of backlash. So how do you feel about his actions? Yeah, that uh, I don't know. Some of the stuff you do and then you can't take it back and you go apologize, but you've already done it. I think it's one of those things he wasn't thinking. He's still um, – well, people are trying to say he has a lot of street in him, but I don't think that is the case. I think it's more so he just did some it – what, it's 5.30 in the morning, like, yeah, hey, let me show you everybody I got heat or whatever and I want to play in the NBA, but I'm still a street dude. And a lot of people are trying to compare him to Iverson, but at the same time, I think with, with AI, this, the, the things he did, he would definitely tell John Moran, hey, hey dude, that's not cool. Uh, you don't want to go through what I went through. And I think Iverson was a real type of guy that was not necessarily in the streets with guns and doing things, but he knew a lot of guys that was in the streets. Yeah. So I don't think that's the case with Ja. So. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, he just signed that new $200 million contract. And I'm like, why are you facing this gun and doing all this? I'm like, we've made it out the hood, bro. It, we, we're good. Like, why are you flexing the gun in front of all these people? I'm I'm just trying to find out, like, what he's trying to prove. I've heard that he's came from a two-parent household in a nice community, and now he's sharing this video of a gun in the club. It's like, I'm I'm just confused, really. I don't I don't really understand it. So so I think most of the um, 
the, the NBA players will tell you that they make most of their money outside of the actual NBA contract. Um, so the sponsorships. Yeah. So when you do things like that, you start to lose sponsorships real fast. Yep. So whoever's advising him, that's the main thing they should tell him out the door. Hey, look, dude, we don't. You know, you sign a big contract, but at the same time, if you lose all these sponsorships. The next contract come up, it might not be as big. You know, you're, you're not the biggest NBA player for our strength, so you could get hurt down the road easily. Yeah. And he used to take it like Shaq. He tells people all the time he made all his money off the endorsements. He he hadn't even spent anything, according to him, off his actual NBA contract. So he he you know he might be goofy and play around a lot, but Shaq is smart when it comes to endorsement. He's not going to do anything to jeopardize that endorsement. So that's one of the things he probably would tell Ja, hey man, yeah, your contract is is cool. You think you can do whatever, but think about those endorsements if you want to have generational wealth. Yeah, and he's really missing out on that generational wealth right there because he's a he's a once in a lifetime player, and you really don't see that much. Like he's like, in my opinion, like our generation is Derrick Rose. Yeah. Because, like, he's jumping out the gym. He's doing all these spectacular shots, all this, all this, like, all around. And it's like, it's just, this is just crazy. You would never see this from any big figure like LeBron or Carmelo or any any big NBA player. You wouldn't never see them doing this because there's really no reason to. $200 million? Why, who, are, what are you, who are you trying to prove that you're a street? You don't need to be street. There's, I'm, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I, and then the other part of that, too, is when you get to a certain level, you have security. And you don't need to flash a gun because just, your security has all of that, right? Yeah. And then if you're a real gun avid, um, you know, don't pull out and play with your gun unless you're actually getting ready to use it. That's the, one of the first things that they tell you uh, when you go to gun safety class. Don't Don't pull it out unless you're ready to use it. So it's just being young, but at the same time not having – you, you know, you may have a support system, but at the same time, sometimes your support system needs to be questioned as well. Like, why did y'all let him even think that that was going to be cool? Because he's probably not the first time he's done that. He's probably not. Yeah. So. But yeah, last night, I think the um, Mavs lost to the Suns. But how, do, how are we feeling about the performance before of Kyrie dropping 40 and Lucas dropping 42 against the win against 76ers? How are we feeling about that? Um. I, I still think they need a um I think they need that third player to come off the bench and score and they're going to have nights like that we may not be 40 each but they're going to have big scoring nights I think the biggest thing for them is going to be a, a consistent big like a, a a real four a real forward or a real center that's going to strictly rebound and play defense they don't really need them to score and then they also need that person off the bench but if you realize that they scored 40 uh, I think they lost that game, right? Uh, well, they, they lost nat last night. They lost. They I, lost the night after. I think they only scored like thirty something last night. But when they played the seventy sixers and won, they Lucas oh, dropped. That's what it was. Yeah. It was one thirty three to one twenty six. So, yeah. so I was looking at that like, okay, you got your two stars. They score forty apiece, but you only win by that margin. 133 to 126, I think it was. Like, it, does it take all of that to beat a good team? And can you maintain those type of performances through the playoffs? Yeah, I think we're just missing a big right now. I feel like some good options, and I don't even know if there are options right now, but I feel like Rudy Gobert, he'll fit the scheme, or um, DeAndre Aiden from the Suns. But we just need that one key player that can 
get rebounds and put points on the board right now. So, I mean, it would be okay to have somebody coming off the bench, like maybe another point guard or another forward. But I feel like we just we're just bad down low right now. So is JaVale McGee? Is he still playing? Because he's a well, he he may not play a lot, but when he's in there, he's 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 actually a stopgap. Uh, like he can play for like those special stints. Yeah. But he may not go the full game and just be this all outstanding guy. But he's not that bad when he's in there. But. Yeah, I think it's just the age thing, and they really just picked him up to have that veteran on the bench to kind of bring the team up and kind of have experience for the team. So I feel like that's really the reason he's there. He's not there to be like a key player or. Nothing special. He's just there to, you know what I'm saying, kind of, yeah. But. So, so wait, what is his name? Dwight? Is it Dwight Powell? Powell. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really like the big, big that plays all the time. I'm just, I know he gets buckets here and there, but I'm just not impressed with him he's, at all. Yeah, he's, he's not he's consistent. Not uh, and we have Christian Wood on the bench. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Um, I think that uh, we had uh, – Carl called in last week and, and was kind of upset about Wood not playing enough. So the thing with that is when it gets playoff time, if these guys hadn't been playing during the season, they're not going to be ready to be in playoff mindset. Yeah. You know? Even if you're only playing a few minutes throughout the season, but they're quality minutes, playoff come, everybody picks it up, then you're ready to pick it up. But if you really hadn't been playing, you know, spot playing here and there, playoffs come, you're going to – you may be – Better you may not, or you may just sit on the bench because you're not ready for that moment. Yeah, that's a lot of. We need a lot of player development. I think they're really just doing. I think I heard this word. It's called like team management or player management, low management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about like players just sitting out nowadays, and it's just. I don't think that's what Jay. I don't think that's what Woods doing. But I mean, if we just keep on doing this and benching players that we're gonna need later on, like Green or Wood. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's coach's decision with Wood. And a lot of times you'll have good players on the bench because in practice he may have rubbed the coach the wrong way or he may have did something in the game, one of the games way back in November that the coach never got over. So a lot of times coach can't set their, especially when it's a former player, they can't set their uh, pride aside and, and play some of the guys that need to play because they didn't do it their way and they, they were doing it their own way. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to play them anymore or I'm going to limit his minutes until you do it my way. So that's why you have a lot of teams that can't move forward because the coach kind of gets in the way of, of what he has there. Yeah, we're currently in the seventh place, so do you feel like we can still make a run for the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. I think you can actually – Seventh place, you probably could get to maybe fifth if they go on a run. They definitely had uh, – Milwaukee Bucks went on a 16-game winning streak. Yeah. And they actually um, was up 99-85, to 85, and they let Philadelphia come back because James Harden started looking like James Harden of 2016, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I was saying that to say about the math, if any team gets on a good streak, you know, those places normally are two or three games apart. So they're in seventh place now, but they get on a good winning streak. It, it, you know, they can get up to fifth or fourth easy. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think we're going to take it into a break, Arby. But, uh... Yeah, we can break, and then when we come back, we'll look at this NFL draft, Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's running like a wide receiver, yeah, but he's crazy. playing quarterback. So we'll, we'll talk more about that when we come back. Uh-huh. 
of my rollin', told my bitch, let's go smoke I didn't boil it, tryna get in her Ten million dollars gotta hide the safe. Uh, Michael Phelps with the swim moves. Uh, Michael Jordan with the tennis shoes. Uh, Michael Phelps with the swim moves. Uh, Michael Jordan with the tennis shoes. Tell me that you model if you ain't been involved Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace to Drama King, we was straight stunned Y'all don't like the way I talk, say some Gotta throw a party for my day ones Pull up and you know it's us, the bass jumping Y'all don't like the way I talk and say something Alright, we're back, we're gonna talk about the NFL Draft so yeah, um, Anthony Richardson, from the quarterback from Florida, he ran a four four three forty, and he um, did a ten nine broad jump and a forty point five vert. That's like what running back numbers, cornerback no- numbers. That's like for a quarterback. I think they said that he's ranked higher than RG three, and RG three is the highest ranked quarterback out of the combine. So that's just crazy. I guess the biggest thing is how does that translate into the uh, NFL, though? Yeah, like what kind of play style would he be? Or who who do you think that he would, like, kind of be similar to? Like would he be like a Dak, Lamar, Justin Fields? I read that he calls himself Cam Jackson. So he's modeling himself after Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson in one. Um, 
somebody said that he actually had a uh, I think it was RG3 one of the former quarterbacks said he had a better throwing motion than Cam uh, Newton um, we'll see uh, most rookie quarterbacks are not going to start right off I don't know who would take him just on combine numbers because he did have some completion uh, percentage problems but they they said most of that had to do with a lot of his receivers were dropping the ball as well. But he did sit out their bowl game, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't help. But at the same time, we're going to see. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, a lot of people want that gone, so you never know. Jerry yeah, might do something know. crazy. Yeah, but I think that one good possibility for the Cowboys would be B. John Robinson, the running back from Texas. He ran a 4-4-6-40, broad jump, 37-inch vert. I've just seen him the whole year just, like, balling out at Texas. He's been, like, their key player. I mean, he's Bijan. He's, like, he's known around all of college football, around the NFL. He's not even there yet. He's already known around the NFL. He's just – he's really just that guy. So, how do you feel about him coming to the Cowboys if he does? Um, if it was my pick, I wouldn't take him, and, and I'll tell you why. Tony Pollard will be all right once he recovers. But you had a backup running back, uh, Brian Davis. So the days of drafting these guys real high to play running back, and you realize that you only got three, three and a half years especially out of a running back. You draft them, you may have, what, two good years, and then something exceptional is like with Zeke, you get seven years or so. But if you draft this guy real high and that's not your primary need, then you have to look at how is he going to help right off. If he's not going to help you right off and you're just going to put him on special teams to go down and cover kicks the first year, then don't draft him. You can get a free agent running back. But if you think this guy is going to be a game changer out the door at running back and he's going to take you to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, then, yeah, by all means, draft him. But I, I don't see a running back coming in out of this class that's going to just be a put six or seven more wins on a team that may have not had that good of a season last year. Yeah, we just um, – I think today we franchise tag Tony Pollard. So, like, right. I don't know how much. I don't know for how much, but um, I think that was a good decision by the Cowboys. But at the same time, it might not have been, like, a good decision for us keeping him next year because he might want out because that's kind of that's kind of disrespectful. Franchise tag, like, why you won't just pay me my money? You give me a franchise tag, you have to, I have to prove myself to you. And I know he just came off of that injury. He suffered last season, but yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's my favorite running back. I don't, I don't really like Zeke no more. Oh man, what, what like, did Zeke do to y'all? I mean, he's just ever since he came back from Mexico, <laughs> he just took one trip to Cabo and thought it was all well, fruit loops and pebbles. like, so, bro, no, you can't. He, Tony like, Romo took a trip in the middle of the, the playoff by and. People still love him afterwards. They said a little bit, but y'all just won't let Zeke be Zeke. I mean, at least Zeke was good before he got not before he was not good. Tony <laughs> Romo was never good, right? I, so it's I mean, like he's a stats guy. He put up a lot of stats. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. The thing with Zeke is he. I think he realizes his role is not to be the star running back out of that tandem with him and uh, Pollard. Um, but with that being said, he still wants to get fed. So he has to realize if he is going to stick around and restructure his contract or do an extension is that the numbers that he had, I think he he's had a, he had quite a few yeah. carries still, yeah. but he's not going to have that going forward. Yeah. And if he can like humble himself to say, okay, I'm not the featured guy anymore, 
I may start here and there, then yeah, let's keep him. And I think he's already accepted a big pay cut by his contract because you know we signed him to a six-year, ninety million. So mm-hmm. like six-year, ninety million, and what he's doing now, that's like that's he already knows. That's why he's taking the pay cut. That that's not it's something's not adding up. So. But yeah, I think he's a good person to keep around and like a good like goal line back or when we need him for a short yardage situation because he's still like Zeke. He's still a grown man. He'll run over. he run through your face. But at the same time, he's not that every down back that we known and loved back in 2016, 2017. We have Tony Pollard. So it's really, he's just, I think he's just a good veteran to sit on the bench. Yeah. Well, I would use all three of them. I, I like Brian Davis and I think that's the running backs. Um, the yeah. backup running back's name. But I would use all, all – keep them all fresh. It's Tony Tony Pollard is the, the, the home run hitter out of that, that group. Mm-hmm. And Zeke is more of a grinded out guy. So you're just going to have to have a good offensive coordinator that understands what, you, what, what he has and be able to play all of them at the same time, you know, and keep them all happy. I think Zeke understands now that he's not going to get the ball 20, 25 times a game. Tony Pollard don't need the ball 20, 25 times. You give him the ball 15, 18 times, he's probably going to score uh, a, a home run at some point. Yeah. Uh, Brian Davis, he'll get his in chunks, you know, spot playing. So I think if we can keep all three of them and not use a draft pick on a running back, not this year anyway. I don't see any home – B. John is good, but I don't see him coming in and just because we have him, we're going to automatically go to the Super Bowl now. So, what needs do you think we have coming into the draft, or like what position specifically do you think we need to fulfill? Well, somebody that's going to help us in the draft. I, I don't think, I don't know, somebody that's going to help us this coming up season. I don't see it, but I know our needs is one thing that happened bad is we let Amari Cooper go. Uh, he was a he was the guy. Like nobody runs better routes than him. Nobody gets open better. Um, he was a true number one receiver. CeeDee Lamb is still iffy he's, to me. Yeah. I think he's a strong number two. I don't think he's the number one receiver that they're trying to make him to be. But when we let Amari Cooper go, so maybe if we can get somebody in free agency or at least, I don't know, who's in this draft that would, would one day be a number one, but we need help right away. But actually, I saw earlier today that Dez Bryant went live today with um, DeAndre Hopkins. And – he gave the phone to DeAndre Hopkins. He said, like, I have a special guest for y'all. He showed DeAndre Hopkins. And he was like, what's up, D? I heard y'all looking for me. So I was like, DeAndre Hopkins, I feel like he would be he would be like a perfect fit. He'd be that good veteran because, like, what you're saying about C.D. Lamb, I feel like he's going to develop into that number one, but just his mentality and the drop balls and the, him just right now, he has that talent, but he's not that number one that's gonna that you're guaranteed to rely on to score and take you to the next to the next game. It's just Yeah. If we get D Hop, man, now that's a game changer. Yeah. If you get DeAndre Hopkins, because actually when you have a good experienced receiver like that that's an all pro, he'll actually help Dak as well. And he'll help the receiving core. Because yeah. he sees things that average receivers don't see, right? And he's played with several well, he's played with Deshaun, and he's played with Kyler Murray now, and um, he played with somebody before Deshaun. Um, who is it, Matt? Not Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Sh- uh, Schaub or whatever his name is. Some, some random quarterback from the yeah. Texans, yeah. Yeah, so he's played with different quarterbacks, so he's able to see things that these, you know, normal people wouldn't be able to see at receiver. Yeah. So he'll help Dak. Uh, but 
like he may put us over the hump, but we we have to do a better job of of who we bringing in as far as on the general manager manager side with the money. Uh, they always want to go top heavy, and then we end up two or three years trying to restructure somebody's quarterback because I mean somebody's contract because we've you know kind of messed it up on the on the front end. Yeah, how are we feeling about Dak though? Cause my opinion, I don't, you don't like that. After after his ankle got discombobulated, he was never he was never the same. He's just like I don't I don't see the same 2016 2017 deck no more. And it's like I feel like it's so many better options, especially for how much he's getting paid for. Like I mean, and last year he did all right last year, but there was still a various amount of picks and. He had wide open targets, and people blame it on Kellen Moore. Yeah, he, he's at fault too. That's why we got rid of him. But Dak, Dak just—I don't know. It's just something not right. He just can't get right. It's just—I don't, I don't know. Well, he did have the wrist injury, and I think the thing with Dak is—and I said this even going back to Mississippi State—he plays better when he plays fast. And what I mean is not necessarily no huddle, but he has to get in a rhythm because the way he he. He doesn't throw his receivers open. He wait till they get open, and then he throws the ball. But then when he have too much time to think, that's when he makes his bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So if he plays fast and he gets in a rhythm, he plays a lot better. We do have a caller uh, coming in. Go ahead, caller. Okay. Uh, we can't hear. Good evening, gentlemen. How y'all doing? All right. How are you doing? Hey, doing fine. Y'all doing a great job. Let me explain something to you, young gent. You can't be quick to get rid of veterans every time they get hurt and they're trying to come back. It's always a process. So in order for you to let them get back to full strength, you got to give them a year or two, especially with the bad injury that Dak had. And I'm not even a Cowboy fan, but I'm just a football fan in general. You have to give people time to come back from those type of injuries because that could have been a career-ending image, a career-ending injury that he had. So, you know, I would ease back on that. He's still better than a lot of the quarterbacks that are out there, and he's definitely better than quarterbacks that's coming out. You know, well, most of the quarterbacks coming out of the draft. So, you got to let your players fully heal, and you got to give them time. Just wanted to call in and say that y'all doing a great job. Keep it up. And I just enjoy the whole show in general. Take care. All right. Thank you. Well, I partially agree with that statement to give them time to develop. But after you give somebody $160 million, (laughs) how much time do we need? Time is money. And we're giving you, what, about 60, I think like $45 million a year. And you talking about um, let them develop? No, I need you here tomorrow. Forty-five. That's a couple million. A, that's like a couple hundred thousand a day. So, and I mean, I don't got time. I'm just thinking from a. I'm not. I'm thinking from a like a general manager or owner perspective. But like, come on now, let's be for real. So, is it a thing that he's the because he's the Cowboys quarterback or because of the contract or both? Because I think if he's on another team in another uh, city that he would get more leeway as far as having a bad year or so. I mean, yeah, I give him a bad year. But he got hurt. He got hurt, like, what, 
was it two or three years ago? How much time do you need? <laughs> and it's no longer the ankle. He, the ankle's no longer the problem. I don't think any injury is the problem. It's his mentality. He doesn't have that same 2016, 2017 dog mentality. And that's what we... That's where he got the name Dak Prescott from. And it's not there no more. So why are we paying him $160 million and he's not even Dak Prescott? Well, some I heard something good the other day as well. Um, that 2016 guy you're talking about, he had two pro bowlers on his line. He had, uh, I think, Dak uh, Dez still was there. Jason Wooden was still there. You had Zeke pretty much the, the man in his prime. He had all those people surrounding him. So you you look at 2016 and then you look at last year. Who do you have at tight end? Who is your big big name receiver? How many Pro Bowlers do you have on that line? You got the you got the old Zeke, and I hate to call him old because I'm way older than him. But you have all this in place that you didn't have six years earlier, and you still expect Dak to be this All Pro. Now, everybody else said, put all these people around Tom Brady. Put all these people around Aaron Rodgers. But nobody's really saying that other than maybe the Cowboy fan. Put all these people around him and see what he can do. Well, I'm not getting a lot of controversy for this, but he does have people around him. I mean, you got to look at look at his receivers. C.D. Lamb, one of the top receivers. Michael Gallup, another top receiver. Noah Brown, he, he makes plays down the field. Tony Pollard, he's an elite running back. He's ranked, he's ranked I think he's a top 10 running back this year. You got um, Zeke still coming off the bench. He's still, like, I know he's old and kind of beat up. Not the same Zeke, but he's still Zeke. He can make plays for you. We got, um, I think our tight end situation is better than Jason Witten, in my opinion. Now, Jason Witten, he was he's an every down tight end, but mm. after he catches the ball, where is he going? Nowhere. He's going down. So, I mean, we have tight ends now to where the tight end position has evolved to where, like, we can catch the ball and go down the field for way more yards than Jason Witten. But he's just a reliable. And then you got our offensive line is good. We still have Zach Martin, one of the one of the two you listed, and then we still have um Tyron Smith. He was hurt, but I feel like Tyler Smith is just as good. He's performed just as well. He would have got elected to the Pro Bowl too. So I feel like we can't really make the argument that it was like it's a big drop off, but you gotta look at our defense too. This is the best defense I feel like we've had in 20 years and I'm not even 20 years old but I'm just saying like when when have we you can't list a, a better defense than we've had this year we have all pros at almost every single position so it's like I feel like Dak really just sold the team and I feel like if we had another elite quarterback for example Lamar Jackson or a good oh, passing man, quarterback it's just like give Dak a chance man I mean I gave him a chance but how many chances do you get look, with 160 million dollars think about it too man we want a Super Bowl when you when you start in the league the coaches have to put you in a position to win and play to your strength you go to middle school you go to high school it's the same case you go to college it's the same case you get in the NFL same case but people want you to over Whatever coach you may have, they want you to outshine the coach by your skill and talent. But it all comes back. You have to put this this person in a place to be successful. That didn't happen all the time last year. And then you get, you know, lack of confidence or whatever it may be. Quarterback starts to get in his own head. Am I really that guy? So I think, I think that can be. You got to. I'm not sure that you got the same senior team. I think you got a JV squad around him last this past mm-hmm. season, as opposed to back when he was really putting up those points and everything. 
So we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I, I think they need to get a number one receiver from somewhere. See, he's almost there, but I, I just don't think he – I think he's a strong number two. I'm not sure he's the actual number one guy that we can say, hey, this guy's going to lead us. He's like a 1B. Yeah, I yeah. Think. And if yeah. D-Hop – I mean, uh, if we can get Hopkins, that will be great. But, you know, even going after Beckham, I'm not sure he's ready to be that guy again. Yeah. But if he could come back and be the Beckham that we know, yeah, that would be great. Uh, but D Hop, I think if we get him, we'd have to give up something. I don't know if he's a he's is he a free agent or is, is he? I think yeah. he's I think he is a free agent, but he might get signed back. But okay. I don't think he would be coming on the live like that if he wasn't a free agent, right? So, right. You know. Okay. So if we could get somebody like him, and there's not too many people like him, at least get a, a true number one and let him put up some numbers. I think you know then we can say Dak, you got the people in place again. What you got? You're six years older and smarter, more experienced. You're still doing the same thing. Okay, let's look for somewhere else. But if we start to look for somewhere else right now, that's going to kill the rest of his confidence that he has. I think this year is going to have a lot of. It's going to have a lot of say on the future of Dak Prescott because I feel like we're getting rid of Kellen Moore. Okay, like Kellen Moore, he was electric play caller. He he likes to score, score, score. But what we needed to do was run the ball. We had Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott on the on the like right there next to him, and we didn't run the ball. And there were so many situations where if we would have just ran the ball, we would have won that game. But we took so many chances with Kellen Moore throwing the ball and making trying to make all those down the field plays. We just turned over the ball. So I'm not putting over. I'm not putting all the blame on Dak. I love Dak, but I mean. There has to come. It sounds like you're it's putting like, all the blame on Dak. I mean, it's I love a, him, it's but a, I hate him. It's that, a lot of blame on him, but that, just, that's a lot of Cowboys fans. And and I said they still Cowboys fans. We'll we'll let them come to the game. <laughs> yeah. But you said I love him, but I hate him. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Dak. It's just like show me why you should be my quarterback. I'm a Cowboys fan before I'm a Dak fan. So I mean. Okay, I can I can agree with that. So well, we well we started talking about the Cowboys, but we failed to mention the fastest times ever in NFL, and that's what we want to talk about at the commercial. From the trenches, never had a heart. Fill a contract, kill a lawyer from the start. I put that dope down on short. I've been serving wrong. They sound thin, they sound fake, but I say, yeah. I'm all who you say I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mind the switch from a rape to Got into it with my caught up while I'm torn. Tryna see him short on my wonder what she doing. You know me, real G, I take the extra high it's going. She responded and looking like to me, you having fun. Look for my mama when I try to look inside my woman. Told my bae I wish I would have found you back when I was coming. Stayed away from all the boys, them said I'm running. Time passed over, now you see that I was chasing money. Ghosted on Maryland, me and Bunny's mama changed this once. No, you sitting up in the past. Like, take it out, that's my young. Don't wanna set me a brick of back like my money funny. Damn, what you saying, gangster? You gon' make me take it from you Some of them they say I'm handsome Some of them they say I'm ugly Some say that I'm the realest But I still ain't saying nothing Cause I'm all who you say I am Don't know my just switch from a rig to a lamb I'll break it from nobody to the
tryna run me up a check Late nights running more diamonds round my neck, they really wet I could've caught the foreign To Vinci shoes, I came a long way from Ralph Lauren Cut off my ex, become my new with that f***ing on me They watching every move I make, I guess I'm saying trends I had to focus on the text on my self friend Committed quite so many times, but I don't give a damn I who you say I Posted on hard, scream me and Rufus, we've been really thuggin' Convicted fanning with a dirty pistol, so steady clutchin' No dog was sitting in the cell, I check out my little cousin Can't trust these me cause I knew they come a dime a dozen R.I.P. the coffee, no my cousin yeah. Mevin She ain't never really made love him, just like Kevin Gates yeah. 20, I'm coming, I switched to another spot Reversible stock, carbon, a new convertible drop I was gambling with Shorty, I put some work on the block I tested her, she held a lit quarter bird in her spot Ain't in the bustin' on the road, it bustin' on bail Don't wanna me, I want off you, baby, all well The 18 will love to love get on the room, yeah. Million dollar bond in 30 minutes and I made bail I graduated the squares out of town at the room Cooking at the hotel I just out of reach, I'ma move the race car Hate it on us and they know who they are Still living large as I aim for the stars I'm a prayer AJ Nelson was a 428 out of UAB, Alabama, Birmingham then number eight was four, another 428 out of Minnesota, uh, Jalen Myrick. And number seven was Tyrone Calico out of Middle Tennessee at a 427. Number six was Stanford Route out of Houston at a 427. Most of these guys are cornerbacks and receivers. Uh, Marquise Goodwin out of Texas was a 4-2-7 and number five. The number four was Jerome Mathis out of Hampton, 4-2-6. And we had Dry Archer out of Kent State at a 4-2-6. He was a running back. Chris Johnson was a running back out of East Carolina at a 4-2-4 at number two. Then the fastest time that's been recorded on record, uh, 4-2-2, John Ross, a wide receiver out of Washington, but we say that, but we know the myth behind Bo Jackson and and Dion. Dion basically came and just ran the forty and got back in his limo and, and left. Uh, some people said it was a four one five. Some people said it was a four one zero. I think they they didn't even give him the four two, but he ran as fast as he need to that day. Same thing with Bo Jackson. He didn't have an uh, official time, but. A lot of these guys, they're not faster than Dion and Bo, but they just got out the blocks pretty fast on that particular day. So do we need a cornerback that fast? Because I'm looking at the list, and only two of these guys actually made the Pro Bowl or so. So you can have a great combine and never pan out to be anything. Yeah. Well, you're saying, like, do we need a cornerback for the Cowboys? Yeah, do we just need to go after a fast guy that has a great 40 time, does well in the corner, I mean, uh, in the uh, combine, or do we need to go after uh, somebody that's proven himself over four years of college ball or three years? Because, what is it, Bo Jackson ran a 4-1-3, but it wasn't official. And get Dion before you answer that question. Dion was at a 4-2-7, and I know both of those guys probably way faster than that. Yeah. Well, the cornerback position for the Cowboys, right? I mean, at this point, for the cornerback position for the Cowboys, we can we can need anybody. <laughs> Cause right now we're we're just I don't know. It's it's a lot going on. It's um the house is on fire, and Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I don't know how he got to the Pro Bowl. But I don't really think it matters this year. They're doing flag football. I don't know what they're doing now. So, 
I mean, you got Anthony Brown. I think he got injured or well, I don't, no, Jordan Lewis got injured. I think Anthony, Anthony Brown got injured too, but it's yeah. just like we the Dallas Cowboys, the downfall of the Dallas Cowboys is our cornerbacks. You can't name not one good quarterback that we've had in the past what? Since I don't even think we can name one since Dion. So I don't know how we got to the last Super Bowl. Was Dion there the last time? But uh what is it, Brandon Carr? No, he's he he's horrible. Well, he made a promo is, though. I don't know how. That was his name. <laughs> Cause I thought, cause before I was like informed, I was just a Cowboys fan. I thought Brandon Carr was already on the Cowboys and he was drafted there. Oh, no, well, we got, got we got Brandon Carr. He was an old man because he he's the one that got us embarrassed by Odell Beckham. And you will always see that one-handed catch by Odell Beckham, and you will always see Carr thirty nine on that picture every time, making the Cowboys franchise just look bad. It's just like we we're just we just had bad looks when it comes to cornerbacks. And I thought Trayvon Diggs was gonna be our Lord and Savior, but. Look at him now. He's just he he can't do nothing. He can't hit. He can he can't cover. All he can do is catch the ball. And this year, I mean, he had no purpose this year. <laughs> if you if you if the only thing you're gonna do is catch the ball, catch the ball. What did he do? He didn't catch. I don't. He got a few picks, but compared to like his that year that he proved himself and put a, put his name out there. I mean, last year it's just it was just an embarrassment at the cornerback position. We had some all right rookies. I think our rookies looked all right, but it's just I feel like it's way better coming in the draft. I can't even trust these free agents nowadays at cornerback. So wow, I'm just at so, that position. It's, I yeah, I, with, well, here's the thing with the secondary. Normally, you can plug in a safety a lot quicker than you can a corner. So if you go out and and, and most teams don't like drafting safeties too high. But if you go out and draft a safety, he's done well in college. He's, you know, did a good combine or whatever. You can kind of plug him in, right? But with corners, it's so much to that. It's a different level of speed. The receivers are way smarter. You know, they might not be as – you might take a receiver that runs a 4-5 in college as opposed to one running 4-5 when he gets to the NFL, but he's way smarter. He's going to be the guy that runs a 4-3, 4-4, playing cornerback every time because he knows the ins and outs of how to get open, right? He knows how to go set in the zone. He knows how to beat man-to-man. He knows how to beat the over-the-top over, over the top coverage. And you, you don't have all that in college. But are you still learning that? It depends on who your coordinator is. So uh, we look at drafting – a corner very high, but that corner, like once again, that corner needs to be able to come in and help right away. How do we do that? How do we find that unique person that's going to be able to come in? Because we thought we had him with Diggs, right? But the thing with with uh, Trayvon, he he gambles too much, yeah. and a lot of guys that that kind of speedy like that, they will gamble. But you got to be able to recover. Dion gambled a lot, but Dion was super fast. He could always do that. Uh, speaking of Dion again, so I would say. We, we The safeties are pretty decent, right? We need to look at the cornerbacks. We need to get a number one receiver. Um, then maybe another lineman. And and see what we get from there. Uh, I wouldn't draft a running back. I know he's special, but at the same time, is he going to get us over the top? But, yeah, we hadn't had any good combo corners. And, I, and what I mean by that is we may have had one good corner one year, but the other one on the other side, they could – get beat so we hadn't had two decent corners at the same time in a long 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 time but i feel like a good person for us 
And we're probably not going to get him, but I feel like what we need would be somebody like Jalen Ramsey. We can put him on an island and let him be aggressive with that number one receiver, take him off the block, like take him off his game. And then on the other side, we already have some of the top safeties in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. we really don't get recognized for it, but we have some very good safeties. We had um, Donovan Wilson. We had uh, – what's his name? He came from the Falcons. Um, what was his name? Yeah, um, I know exactly who you're talking about because he played under uh, Dan Quinn's system. Yeah, not not KZ. We let go of KZ. Uh, J. Ron Kearse. Yeah, he played under. Yeah, Quinn. But we have some of the best safeties. It's just our cornerbacks. I feel like we just need that one aggressive cornerback that can lock down the side of the field. We don't need all that picks. We don't need because Trayvon Diggs he plays out of phase. That's the thing about him. He plays off the ball. He plays like he he's waiting for something to happen. Like you said, he gambles. So we don't we don't need that. And it was okay to an extent because we have a good safety, but the safety's not going to be there all the time. So and only thing was was scare me about uh, Ramsey is he kind of gambles at times too. Uh, but he's solid. And he is a pro bowler, but he'll he'll kind of do something crazy every now and then too. And you have if you'll have Ramsey on one side doing that and Diggs on the other side doing that, you know, like, like you're really gonna have to get to the quarterback. Mix. That'd be a perfect mix, me personally, because yeah. you can keep the strong, you can keep the best safety on the side with Diggs to make to make up for Diggs. For the gambling, yeah, yeah. Diggs, you you can be like Diggs' little babysitter. And then you can lock down that side of the field with Ramsey. And I know he's a gambler, but that's that, I'm, I feel like our chances are better with them two on the field than rather just like Trayvon Diggs and then a no-name on the other side. So, so. so I'm looking at the cornerbacks. Uh, you got Anthony Brown that's a free agent. Jordan Lewis, his backup is a free agent. Then the right, that's the left cornerback. Then the right cornerback, the only person that you really have that's a free agent is Isaiah – Taylor Stewart. I'm not yeah. sure what number he was. I think we got some good rookies too. Like we got um Kelvin Joseph, but he's kinda I mean, he makes some plays and he's mostly a special teams guy, but he's a good hitter. But I feel like he as he develops, he'll he'll become a better cornerback. And I think we got Josh Bell or I don't know if his first name is Josh, but we have some we have some good corners. They're all right, but we just need that one that can kind of be a leader and take over the game. Trayvon Diggs, he's just <laughs> he's not that. Yeah, he he's well, not that special player. Yeah, uh, somebody needs to work with him on on the. You know, if you're gonna gamble, you have to know for for him to be that fast and he and and to be that far off when he gambles that's surprising normally the fast guys they they can gamble a little bit and still be able to be in the play but when he miss he misses bad yeah. like it's almost a touchdown if he gambles if if it's on his side but uh we have some decent safety Malik Hooker's uh a free agent yeah I forgot about but him but Donovan yeah. Wilson is coming back and the Marquise Bell is a safety uh Jaron Curse will be back and yeah, we gotta show up that secondary. A lot of these guys are leaving. Yeah. So Yeah, if we keep that same secondary and I feel like our defense was never the problem. Cause our defense have always been okay. And even though Trayvon Diggs he wasn't the best performer, we always had that safety that can kind of, you know what I'm saying, recover for his mistakes. 
But it's all on. I feel like, and I hate, and I hate coming back to it. But it's all on deck. Yeah. So the thing so, with the, yeah, you are coming back to it, even if you yeah, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the, they didn't use Kayvon. Is it Cavante Turpin? They didn't use him like yeah. they could have. I think they could have used him a little bit more, like kind of like with Tyreek Hill. Put him in the slot. Put him in different places on offense. They only used him as punt returner uh, a lot of times. He got on offense a little bit, but they yeah. they really you know could have used him more. So we have we have some talent, like you said, but I don't think it's the talent of 2016 talent. But at the same time, we'll we'll see how they plug in these people from the draft and free agency. So we're getting close to uh, ending the show. Um, we'll be out a couple weeks for well, we'll be out of one week at least for spring break. So anything you're gonna do at sight no spring break? Uh, I think I'm gonna visit my grandma down in New Mexico. I think we have some plans going on down there but i'll be down there i think it's a little spring break party i might attend but you think are you <laughs> i think i might you're just gonna pull up is that what y'all say right you're gonna pull up i might, I oh, might okay I okay might. new mexico that's how close is that's right there at the border right uh well yes yeah, it's, it's right next to texas but her her city is like right by the border like right when you get into new mexico it's hobbs new mexico it's just right okay, there okay but cool yeah, what about you? Uh, well, I don't really have a spring break. I'm still going to go to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably do something. Uh, when I have to slow down for the uh, 20 miles per hour in the school zone, that'll be a break and not have as much traffic when I do go to go in the office. But, um, yeah, pretty much look at this XFL and see what it's about and do some other fun things. So, cool. Yeah. You heard about that tornado last week, though? Yeah, I seen the wind was shaking and all that good stuff. I didn't know that. I'm from the country, man. We go to sleep when it's bad weather. Uh, I've missed all of that. We That's that's a good nap right there. Yeah, that tornado was crazy. We had – it didn't even hit us. It wasn't – I don't even know if – I don't even think it was around us. We can hear, hear, like, the winds and everything. It was a little scary. But we emptied our whole closet for nothing. Oh. It was like – it took so long to put it back. It was just – so is that the tornado spot, the shelter spot? Yeah, it's like it's like a little closet under the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, my friend like, has one of those. Yeah. Can all y'all fit in there though? Because it's not that yeah, big. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's a decent size. Yeah, okay, we can, we can fit in there if we all need to. But oh, like we man. cleared it out. It has we had storage under there, and we just cleared the whole thing. It was a mess. And it oh, was like, man. I'm pretty sure I'd probably be in the bed somewhere out in the yard. If, if if I did get lifted up by a tornado, cause cause I wouldn't be nowhere like that. Well, cool man. Uh, it's been a good show. I need you to like Dak a lot more after this week. I'll try. And uh, we'll take it from there. But we appreciate the caller calling in, and and look forward to uh, having the gents back in place. So I won't have to do this uh, <laughs> going forward. So thank you for calling. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Hey, 